Welcome to Wallowing in the Shallows, the podcast that skirts the perilous drop-off of a deep dive into television and movies. We are academic nerds aspiring to become TV and movie geeks. There are no spoiler guards in the shallows, so listen at your own risk. This week, join us for a special holiday wallow as we watch The Holiday. peeps welcome to wallowing in the shallows this is tori and this is rebecca and today we have all sorts of different things happening we are watching our very first movie we're talking about we've already watched it we're talking about (laughs) the movie the christmas movie the holiday just hear those sleigh bells ringling jingling jingling too and we have our first guest yay (laughs) listeners Welcome, Sam, all the way Hi. from the other side of the country. <laughs> hello, hello. Happy to be here. Yay. We're so Yay. excited to have you here. We really are. Well, it's about Christmas, so what are, <laughs> I couldn't really say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we decided to do some Christmas episodes, I thought it would be a good time to have a guest. And I know how much you love Christmas. You were the first person to pop into my mind. I was like, I wonder if she'll do it. (laughs) Fun. Well, this movie, The Holiday, is from 2006, written and directed by Nancy Myers, who I guess is one of the the rom-com queens of Hollywood. But do you want to start with just general impressions or do you want to jump right into it? How do you want to how do you want to do this? I would love to give some general impressions and also just maybe each of us say kind of where we're coming from with Christmas movies and (laughs) rom-coms and various things like that. Yeah, I mean, this is a movie I chose. I am big into Christmas movies and I have always been into rom-coms, not as much as I used to be, but, you know, back in the 90s and the aughts. I was really into rom-coms, so put those two together, and I'm, you know, Christmas rom-coms, they work for me. Awesome. Same, same. Yeah, I love a Christmas movie, um, any Christmas movie, really. My standards are very low. Um, <laughs> and throw in some, like, Britishness into a Christmas movie, <laughs> and I'm all in. <laughs> Awesome. Well, the Britishness really worked in my favor as well because I am not a rom com person. I can't remember the last rom com that I uh, actively pursued. So this is a very interesting uh, perspective for me. I do love Christmas. I am not the Christmas movie enthusiast and connoisseur that the two of you are but i that works in its favor as well so what was your impression then rebecca so i was trying to think of the word that i would use to describe the movie and i would say bemused comes to mind (laughs) there were parts that were kind of delightful there were parts that i was shaking my head Again, it's not a genre that I generally consume. So I would say, given what it is, I I did enjoy it. And in fact, I think it is possible I have seen this before. (laughs) Because when I started watching it, I was like, they switch houses, don't they? Mm. But there were other things that I completely didn't see coming. But that doesn't mean I didn't see it before. So... uh, (laughs) No, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Would I go to try to find 15 others like it? Probably not. But I wasn't just, you know, I wasn't feeling the way I do during some rom-coms. Like, <laughs> what am I doing watching this? That's interesting because this is on my rotation. This is like an annual event for me. So it's it's interesting to hear someone's perspective who's not seen it or not, you know, maybe you've seen it twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on my annual rotation, too. In fact, I usually, if I'm feeling like I need a little Christmas shot in July, this is mm-hmm. usually the movie I put on. But it's I always watch it. This and It's a Wonderful Life, White Christmas, uh, Family Stone. There's some movies I just have to see for it to be Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
And then if I don't see them, I'm like, I go, like, it was a weird Christmas season. I didn't get to see this. I didn't get to see that. So. Well, maybe you two will convert me. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Anything is possible. Anything is Anything. possible. It is Christmas after all. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, I think one of the reasons I like this movie so much is that I love Kate Winslet mm-hmm. and I love looking at Jude Law. <laughs> <laughs> Big bonus. Yeah. And, you know, I think Cameron Diaz is, well, maybe not the Lucille Ball of her generation. She's pretty close to it. And Jack Black, although I think they kind of underutilized both Cameron Diaz's and Jack Black's comedic chops. Agreed. That mm-hmm. is one of my wishes for the show. I was like, oh, why didn't they get a little more unhinged Jack Black? <laughs> because <laughs> I I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite a departure for him. And I was surprised. I read that Nancy Meyer actually wrote that part. Well, actually wrote all of these parts with those actors in mind. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, why? Would you think of Jack Black right. <laughs> as, a as a romantic lead? lead. <laughs> yeah, that was that's the one thing. Even I've seen this movie, you know, 15 times and I still am perplexed by the him as the lead. I think it works, like it's it's cute and it does work, but I feel like it was an interesting choice. Yeah, I think Kate Winslet has better chemistry with Eli Wallach than she does with Blackjack. Yeah. Eli Wallach plays Arthur. Oh, he's oh. adorable. Agreed. The best. Yes. Yeah. Huge, he- huge ad. Huge ad. And I will just say, you know, it was it was so hard to watch Kate and Jasper's interaction. Oh gosh, that, yeah. That was the most that was that was the thing I disliked the most. I know it is part of the whole arc, but I just I cringed. So I liked the strength of the Amanda character, right? Mm-hmm. And she owns her own company and she's not going to take this guy cheating on her. And she goes and does this thing. And so I, and I loved Arthur's role in reminding uh, Iris of her strength because that, oh, that was, it was just so hard to watch that. And so I, Arthur was a beautiful part of the film for me. Yeah, 100%. I I feel like the benefit of rewatching movies is that you can chill a little bit at those awful scenes that you're like, no, don't be so weak because you know what's coming. And it's it's just nice to know that she's, Iris is building up to this moment for herself and you're just championing her on. You know it's coming and it's really sweet when it happens. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I, I mean, there's almost like two movies and two plots going on right you have this whole thing of self-worth both with iris and to an extent with miles as well jack black's character because at some point in the movie he Mm -hmm. makes a comment about like what you know why what was her name what was his girlfriend's name maggie he's makes a comment that you know why would she go out with a guy like him Mm -hmm. and so you got the self-worth thing going on with those two and then you got Amanda and Graham, who are both, I think, have been like avoiding the pain of relationships because she goes through the trauma of her parents' divorce and tries to avoid that pain. And of course, Graham has lost his wife and he, by sleeping, it seems like with everybody he meets in the pub, (laughs) Mm -hmm. he's trying to avoid either dealing with the hurt of his wife's loss or avoiding getting involved with anybody to be hurt again. So there's like two movies and two plots going on at the same time. And I think it needed, I think it needed that though, because I think each one individually sort of would have been too much. Like just the Amanda and Graham story would have been like, Oh, saturated. And then Mm -hmm. the friendship of, you know, Iris and, um, Arthur? Oh, no, Jack Black. Oh, Miles. Miles. So, yeah. So the the relationship between Arthur, um, Iris and Miles was like so almost friendship-based and sweet. Mm-hmm. And I think without the balance, it would have been, I don't know, maybe a little bit missing something. Yeah, I think I would have gotten bored 
with both of those storylines if it had right. been the only one in the movie. Yeah. And then you throw an author and it just brings this glorious. Oh, God. Yeah. He's the best. Mo- yeah. He really is. He's so cute. <laughs> yes. There definitely were times when I was like, what's going on with Miles and Iris? You know, <laughs> when there'd be a stretch. I think that after the reveal of Graham having children, I think that then I started to get a little more into that plot. I was kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, she's hooking up with this guy. There's no future here. This is a player. Yeah. This is yeah. so I was kind of like, why are we why are we still here? Whereas I felt there was more depth to Miles and Iris. But then with the reveal of the girls, I was like, okay, okay. Something else is going on here. Yeah, and you totally understand why he doesn't talk to Amanda about it because she's just visiting for two weeks. Mm -hmm. So why would you expose your kids to somebody who's not going to be around? Absolutely. And I even felt, I was like, oops, because obviously those little girls were immediately taken with her. Mm -hmm. So I really respected his decision that he doesn't bring women home, especially since he barely knows their names i'm sure <laughs> but uh I, I felt for the little girls because they they it was clearly something they hungered for having a woman in their life and it, she even at the end of the movie mm-hmm. i'm not sure how that's possibly going to work and they're they're all in with her now <laughs> that she's there for new year's so i don't know you know we didn't see five years later <laughs> I think I was reading when I was doing a little bit of background research. I think they talked about doing a holiday too, but I don't think any of the actors were actually interested in doing it. But I would, that would have been a time to maybe explore that, right? So maybe Amanda moved her whole trailer operation to England. It seems like that's something that could easily be done remote, but. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. She's built a pretty amazing thing you know Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. back in LA and our Mm -hmm. connections are there but well and post-pandemic it's a whole different thing right I bet five (laughs) years ago we'd be like there's no way she could do that remotely right (laughs) yeah yeah that's true that's true I thought they had a fairly decent supporting cast I mean I'm not a big Mm. Rufus Sewell fan for some reason he gives me the willies but um I did like Edward Burns. I've always liked Edward Burns. But I, and I love the two old guys that came that came to the Hanukkah dinner and then were also at Arthur's ceremony and I recognized the one, yes. uh, Bill Macy. He played uh Maud's husband in that TV show Maud. Saw Do that. either of you remember that? Uh-uh. No. Be Arthur? No. Never saw it. Pre Golden Girls. <laughs> Golden Girls is when I knew of B. Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, um, yeah, so I recognized him. I thought those two guys were underutilized. And and I didn't recognize Catherine Hahn. I did. I'll tell you another critique. I was so excited when I saw Agatha Harkness and Jim Halpert, (laughs) a.k.a. Catherine Hahn and John Krasinski, and they were in one scene. Mm. I was devastated. <laughs> <laughs> I always have a hard time recognizing John Krasinski for some reason. I'm always, I'll see him and I'll go, is that John Krasinski? And I'll be like, no. And then I go, yeah, no, yeah. And I do this thing. I don't know what it is about John Krasinski's face that I have a hard time recognizing him. Unless he's you, got his beard. And then I you, can recognize him. You are usually so much better at this than I am. But I knew immediately. I couldn't remember either of their real names, but I immediately knew Agatha Harkness. <laughs> and I've seen Catherine Hahn in other stuff. Mm-hmm. I I like both of them and talk about underutilized. Yeah. Yeah. Though it was earlier in their careers. When uh, when was he in the office? That is a very good question. I'll look that up. Because this movie came out in 2006. Which is terrifying when you think about it. I know. I feel like it was just released. Yeah. I was just thinking, this movie's 18 years old. 
But I love it in a way because the whole like blockbuster Dustin Hoffman situation could never have happened if it was made now, you know, because you wouldn't be in blockbuster. You'd just be streaming Netflix. That was totally by chance. Was it? Yeah. He was actually going to the blockbuster to rent some movies and he Mm. saw all the hullabaloo and he knew Nancy Myers. And so he was chatting with her and she just like, hey, let's do this. And he's like, all right. So it was just totally by chance because he was going to the blockbuster. That's I'm amazing. Shocked. Yeah. Did they add? Yeah. Yeah. Did they what? add the piece about the graduate? Has that had that? Yeah. Been? No, they added all that right, right <sighs> then. So, so great. Yeah. Amazing. Well, just uh, this just in the office mm-hmm. ran from 2005 to 2013. Okay. So he was very newly Jim Halpert. Okay. <laughs> I've only, well, I haven't even seen a whole episode of The Office. Wow. <laughs> I know. I, I haven't seen any of The American Office. Have you seen There's all the, the British one? I've seen a lot of the British one, which is I've great. seen. I have seen all the, well, this is something I have on you guys. <laughs> I have seen all the British Office. I have seen all the American office. That is totally up my alley. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't get through that first episode. And every time I do that, I'm like, Tori, you've got to get through a few episodes. Skip the first episode. Skip it. Just mm. skip it. It is not great. Okay. It, 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 you'll miss nothing. Just move on. And it <laughs> did not age well. Is it? Is it as good as the British one? I'm not going to say that. I do think the American one is quite good in its own right, mm-hmm. but they are different, and and I think they're both very good. But I will not say the American one is better than the British one. Hmm. All right, so back, back to this movie. Back to this movie. <laughs> we do that a lot too, Sam. We, I love it. I love we it. tangent. We tangent. <laughs> so I I think it's in the the voiceover. For something where they would bring in the Shakespeare stuff, like journeys ends with lovers meeting. Is that in one of the trailer things? Do you to remember? Oddly enough, even though it was Shakespeare, I did not write that down. I <laughs> just just a little uh, meta information. I haven't played a DVD in quite a while. (laughs) And so I was using my PlayStation 5 to play the DVD, and I didn't know how to fast forward. So I watched the entire previews (laughs) before it. And so for the first little bit, I didn't even know how to pause it, (laughs) but I did get that figured out. So normally I would have paused for those Shakespeare lines and gotten which plays they were from. But mm-hmm. but it wasn't until just a little bit after that that I figured out how to pause. <laughs> Maybe it was Iris's first kind of monologue, and mm. that beginning. I think it was. I think it was extremely early. Yeah, journeys end with lovers meeting. Isn't that Twelfth um, Night? I'm afraid I can't answer that. I would be shocked if I was correct. <laughs> I'll check. Journeys end. It starts with. Journeys end with lovers meeting. Please hold. Twelfth night, Tori. Well done. <laughs> Look at your expertise with the bard. I'm so proud of you. I think I know that because of Shakespeare in Love. Hey, hey, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where it came from. You know it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm so proud of myself. But I did have a lot of, like, again, thinking about Iris's monologue. And she's saying all this stuff about love and yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and then a bunch, a bunch of questions then popped into my head, like, does love fade? Was it love in the first place if love fades? You know, thinking about for the people that are gone, right, who have passed away in my life, I don't think my love has faded for them at all, right? It's just, it's there and just a part of me. So I don't think it fades. Can love be lost? Are these things, is it really love, right, then? I don't know. Is Or is it just lust? Or I don't know. I was getting a little bit too philosophical. <laughs> Jasper, 
clearly a huge narcissist. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for the fiance as well. This is not a man who gives of himself and he wants his cake and eat it too. And he doesn't see anything wrong with that. So I don't feel I, I know he never loved Iris Mm -hmm. and I don't think he loves his current fiance, you know? And I think Iris was in, is infatuated, right? Mm -hmm. Because clearly it was never reciprocated. So I can't, I have a hard time that I I don't feel like that was a a true love. Yeah. It's almost like it was this romanticized version of, you know, the secret relationship that they had. But I agree with you. His, like his fiance is oblivious or doesn't care, but he, yeah, on his side, for sure. Not love. Yeah. I think Jasper only loves Jasper. 100%. Classic narcissism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I think she says something about in reference to Graham, right? That some people find love for a night. And I'm like, again, not love. It's sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sex. And I think that's, thank you, Shakespeare, right? We can plate lust and love, attraction and love when, you know, attraction is, can just be a biological chemistry thing. Mm-hmm. Then I think culturally, we, want to attach love to it as a better explanation than it's just a (laughs) biological response. (laughs) Says the person who's never been married and avoided relationships as much as possible. (laughs) It's very easy to critique them. I come from the same cloth. (laughs) As someone who is married, I can tell you it's still, no, I'm just kidding. No. I'm taking notes to tell Josh. It's, it's interesting, though, because we had this whole, um, you know, we have conversations with Izzy. You know, I have a 13-year-old about, you know, sort of stepping into those conversations age-appropriately about love and the different layers and versions and definitions of love and what mm-hmm. you think is love is really something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it's very nuanced. It's very, um, as, a, as a parent talking to a child about it, it's, a lot more complicated than I feel like I thought when I was, you know, 20. Yes. I would not want to have to be responsible for having that conversation with another human being. And that, that conversation that is probably going to help mold them. Right. And, and so hopefully forth. in the, yeah. in a good way, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyhow. Uh, where do you want to go next? Let's see. Perhaps I, I just, I do think, do you mind if I just say something I'm thinking? (laughs) Uh, I really did appreciate the Amanda portrayal. I think that often, and you will both be better experts at this than I, but I feel that sometimes when they portray a strong woman, they then a career woman, a professional woman who maybe hasn't been in love, that then they kind of make her all sappy and I don't know, like, oh, now I've found it and my life is complete. I really liked the choice of them having Graham tell her that he loved her and that she wasn't ready to say that yet because I felt that was more I don't know I it, it was very quick right they haven't known each other very long I think it's very understandable for her not to be ready to say she loves him and I I liked that they went ahead and made him vulnerable that he cried he freely admitted he was a crier and he did cry he's a weeper right? he's a weeper he's a exactly <laughs> so I appreciated that even in 2006 that they didn't just oh now i'm now i'm a real woman or whatever you know <laughs> this was underneath me all along and i felt like the breakthrough with her crying was like her finally coming to terms with that trauma that she'd had as a 15 year old and he has helped her get over that trauma but whatever is moving forward in the future with that relationship and i do i feel for those little girls being involved as well i feel they they kept her they portrayed her in a way that i respected i guess i'm gonna say 
Yeah, I don't think they could have. If they'd made this movie in the eighties, they couldn't have portrayed her like that at all. Yeah. So, and I liked that she. I mean, I liked her interaction with Ethan, and and calling him out on his BS. Hundred percent. My favorite person in that whole exchange was the gardener. For sure. <laughs> He's like, don't it. say it. Yeah, he's like, no, no, don't do it, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> but yeah. but I did like how she kind of interacted. I, did she need to punch him? Again, I can't <laughs> condone violence. But right. I understand the sentiment of wanting to clock somebody when uh, when they're acting like that. But yeah, I agree. I I liked Amanda's in her work role. Mm-hmm. And I could relate to her reaction to her parents' divorce and how long it had affected her. I was like, yeah, girl, I understand all of that perfectly. Yeah. Oh, I did think as I was looking at Amanda's place that I'm in the wrong career. Oh, holy cow. Holy cow. the houses in this movie are like perfect. Like the little cottage in England was so quaint and charming. And then the big, grand, fabulous, yeah, you know, Amer- American style house. Um, yeah. They, they built fun. that it was cottage. Fun. Yeah. That was totally built for the movie. It's, it's although out, they did do it in Surrey. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been to Surrey? I don't no, even, but, oh, you're from Manchester, right? Yeah, okay. but my brother-in-law is from Surrey, but w- when talking to him, it's not the same Surrey. <laughs> like, you know, I think he's from, like, the suburban Surrey area, not this, you know, quaint little, I think they might have taken a little liberty um, with the location <laughs> of the cottage. Shocking, right? <laughs> I know. The American stereotype of the English village. Yeah, which, which having lived over here for so long, I appreciate now so it's fun <laughs> and the same you know like the british stereotypes of what we would think america would be like like the cab ride from the airport which is you know out of the windows probably fairly accurate <laughs> <laughs> it was the whole idea of this exchange was interesting and so iris had her cards all out on the table Right. I mean, she's the one that had the advertisement. And I think it was pretty much as advertised. Right. And but she had no idea what Amanda's place was going to be. Right. It wasn't like Amanda was on the site. And it's funny that Amanda just kind of said, it's a little bigger. And <laughs> and Iris was like, well, that's not hard. But she ends up in like this palace. <laughs> Yeah, if I was doing something like that as an Airbnb or a house switch, I would never go out and see anything. I'd just be hanging out. I'd have groceries delivered because that kitchen, I was like, oh, wouldn't that be amazing? And I would have total wine, deliver a bunch (laughs) of liquor so I could sit out by the pool and drink and cook when I needed to. And I would would not go see any tourist attraction (laughs) whatsoever. Well, and it's part of what she needed. But what was amazing was I'm so glad she did meet Arthur. I'm so glad Jack Black had to come. I mean, Miles had to come and pick up this laptop of the (laughs) ex because she ended up with some other healing relationships that were pivotal. And Arthur, I mean, getting her this diet of strong women roles (laughs) in order to sort of help her finder agency was masterful arthur masterful yes i love his character so much so much so much i did wonder during all this could i vacation alone at christmas Mm. because there's Mm. been many a year since i moved out here that i was like maybe i'll just go maybe i'll go to hawaii and then I'm like, Hawaii by myself at Christmas. <laughs> I'm like, maybe not. <laughs> I just can't imagine going somewhere by myself at Christmas. That would be hard for me. I mean, I'm obviously clearly a huge Christmas fan, but I feel like that would just highlight and emphasize. Yeah. Um, 
I I like being alone. Don't get me wrong. There are, there are many times I would go on vacation alone. Mm-hmm. I could, but I wouldn't. I don't think. I think Christmas would be a strange one. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, even the Grinch over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would. I Christmas is very special, special to me. And having grown up in the Midwest, it's even a little weird to not be a place where there's snow mm-hmm. right typically so yeah i go, even if it were a really cool place to go being there by myself doesn't maybe i'd love it but it doesn't sound appealing to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean i did a i even flew down to visit tim my brother and his wife for christmas and it was of course in san diego and i'd like it's just weird because it was hot and I mean, at least here in the Seattle area, it's generally cold, Mm -hmm. even if we don't have the snow. So, but I'm like, hot Christmases are just wrong. (laughs) Sorry, everybody out there uh, that might be having Christmas in a hot area. It just seems wrong. It is weird having spent many of my recent Christmases in Florida, where my mom is. But she decorates so beautifully <laughs> that even though it is it it feels disjointed, there's a lot of Christmas spirit. So I love that. You can just crank up the AC. Some blankets. Oh, <laughs> not in my mom's house. She <laughs> likes to live in a sauna. <laughs> no, I wear barely any clothes when I'm there. I'm like it. It's even hotter in here than it is outside. She loves the heat. She's exactly where she should be. No, 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 thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. Looking at my notes, I'm not sure why I have this written down. (laughs) Because everything around it doesn't make sense. I just have a note that says, Jasper Blooming Dick. (laughs) I don't know what it's what it was from oh maybe it was from when iris was on the plane and he texted her maybe oh. that's what it is oh, and she gets a text and we both know i need to fall out of love with you and then Even. the letter the what? notes with no and just the card yeah so it turns, it, turns it over and it's just yeah. a blank note oh she explains it so beautifully when she expresses the feelings to Miles, right? When yeah. she says, I know exactly how you feel, and I don't remember the exact wording, but you make excuses for them. And then when they do one little thing, you're like, oh, there it is. You know, there's the love. And just the constant disregard. I mean, it again, that I, I know it's important to the plot, but I just could not stand any scenes with jasper i just i just hated him and you're supposed to i know you're supposed to uh but they got under my skin so on a totally different note which meat cute did you like the best (laughs) (laughs) we have several to choose from well i'll tell you what somebody bangs on my door when i am in a stranger's house I don't think I'm answering that door. <laughs> Agreed. Never mind um, letting them in to use the restroom. Yeah. 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 I need to confirm that you are who you are. I mean, that was, um, no, that could not have happened for me. <laughs> so I like, guess I'm, it's not that one. It's not that, that one. Okay. Out, but I don't okay. think it's that one for me. <laughs> I actually loved her meeting up with Arthur. I actually, I think that is the one. I I liked the way the others played out, but I think that was the most adorable one. I feel like the Jack, the Miles and Iris one was a little bit mm, orchestrated. I know it's a movie, so it's supposed to be. Um, But just like the whole, you know, they get really close with the eyelash. And I just feel like that was like a little icky too. I don't want people in my personal space like that. Mm-hmm. if i know you never mind if i don't mm-hmm. so i like the author one i thought it was more organic and just sweet yeah i agree that's my favorite one as well nice i thought that music that miles was listening to in his car i'm like nobody drives with that music because <laughs> you're gonna go to sleep <laughs> i was like i would have fallen asleep behind the wheel crashed would have been a very very bad thing <laughs> you know who need to get together 
Megan and Jasper. They're perfect for each other. Is it Megan? Who's the Maggie. Who smiles is Maggie. Maggie, uh, Maggie like, and Jasper. Megan? They can just go ahead and ruin each other's lives over and over again. Yeah. A little bit. We don't get much of her, but she's a piece of work. Hugely. And doing something exactly that Jasper would do, right? She's back early. She doesn't tell him. He's he's making sure her Christmas gift gets mm. to New Mexico mm-hmm. or whatever. And she's in town with another guy. Mm-hmm. Her, exactly Jasper. She's female Jasper. They are halves of the same hole. I kept wondering if he, the the other guy that Maggie was with, knew that she was dating miles and that's maybe why they seem to have split for some reason and so she goes running back to miles thinking of course he's just gonna of course he'll take me back because it's me and he's Mm. him and not knowing that he's being bolstered right because of iris and he's not quite the same as when she uh left to go to santa fe if she ever went to Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More Jack Black. That's my note. More Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, I think they really underutilized him. I wondered if the whole brush boob, accidental boob brush was mm. ad-libbed, you know, uh, what is that called? Improvised, that that just kind of happened. And so he reacted. That did not seem scripted to me. I I wondered the same thing. I did try to find out, but I couldn't find that out for sure. You can't. You just that would have been an interesting. That would have been an interesting Google search, Tori. Like, how do you? (laughs) (laughs) The holiday boob (laughs) grays. Yes. Actually, I did not search on those terms. You just can't, you can't contain Jack Black, even if you're trying to put him in another role. There are going to be beebly boop bops that fly out of his mouth, <laughs> even if, even if you don't intend it. Did you just say biddly boop bops? Yeah, when they were, he was like, you know, when he was oh. doing the theme song for Bulk Okay, Bulk, yeah, yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. you can really, you can really beetle, that was great beetly boop, you know, or whatever it was. <laughs> and he does that all the time. <laughs> We didn't get a Jack Black kick, though, which I really missed. I love when he does a little kick. <laughs> Wouldn't have really been appropriate, but I would have still laughed. Yeah. I, every time we're talking about Jack Black here, I keep going back to High Fidelity, which I think might be one of the first movies I recognized him in. And he does all those things, right? He does the spinning around. He does the <laughs> kicks and everything. So I bet there's a beetly boop or two in there. Probably. Too. <laughs> probably. <laughs> what did you think about this active esophagus thing with Iris? I wondered, well, at first I was like, is she going to have a heart attack? Is this actually a heart related thing instead of this? That didn't come to pass. But I was trying to see when it acted up, right? Because we didn't seem to see it at all while she was not not while she was with Graham, right? And mm-hmm. it wasn't until she was driving away that it felt like it was the first time we saw her so, sort of clasp her chest in quite a while. So I just did anybody else wonder about that device or what that was trying to represent? The esophageal spasm thing. I think it was supposed to be a comedic moment, you know, that she was, yeah, I don't know. Or Or maybe that's her reason, uh, because it's obviously intensely emotional that was creating something inside of her. Maybe it was her excuse, you know, it was a medical condition versus emotional condition. I don't know. Hmm. I wondered if after she cried, I, I wonder if it was, I, I had wondered if it was kind of like that reaction to not being able to emotionally release and suppressing. that somehow, exactly suppressing. And so that somehow after she was able to cry again, that maybe that was going to subside because there were a couple of times when I saw Tums as well. I mean, it just seemed to be a chronic issue she was wrestling with. Well, I think whenever you bottle up that kind of, emotional stress it's going to have a physical effect fair so as my doctors are always saying when i go in and say something how's your stress levels (laughs) Mm. 
I don't think it's stress. It's not stress. <laughs> it's like my doctor's like, are you are you stressed? Are you tired? I'm like, I have a 13 year old and a, and a job, so yeah, I'm pretty stressed and tired. <laughs> and I'm married to a. <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> Uh, amazingly trusting that this stranger is going to take care of your dog. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> when she was planning on leaving the next day. <laughs> the dog yeah, considering, considering they both had massive trust issues, they were really open to someone, a stranger being in the house. Yeah. Really yeah. good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense i could have used more of the dog as well there was a cute little interaction with cameron diaz and this adorable little pup where the dog was like mimicking her expressions (laughs) and i was like i could could use more of this dog he's really great (laughs) (laughs) was a cute dog i wonder why they never use scottish terriers in any of those kind of movies (laughs) i have a penchant for scottish terriers I'm not super crazy about the ending, <laughs> even though I watch Let's, it once or twice a year. <laughs> because Let's we talk about what, it. Well, you know, we don't know what happens. We know they all get together for New Year's Eve, and but are these just the uh, transitions after they're supposedly in love with other people, or I don't know. Totally agree. I feel like the stakes of Iris and Miles are much lower because I think the two of them have bettered each other's lives in a way that's going to continue whether or not they stay together. I think they helped each other break a really toxic pattern. And so I, I'm satisfied with the ending for them because I feel also- like, yeah, go ahead. They also, we don't know if they had sex, so they didn't complicate it. Mm. They had, they were friends, and then it turned, it naturally, you know, we assumed it's grown into a relationship. Excellent point. <laughs> Excellent point. As is said in the movie at some point, sex complicates things, mm-hmm. and we don't know, and the good that's come out of the relationship transcends that, mm-hmm. right? But... I don't know. I keep going to these little girls. Right? <laughs> it's complicated with Graham and Amanda. And I am unsatisfied with how that is left. Would he yeah. really have a cow in his backyard? <laughs> could, could, did you say could he or did he? I said, would he really have oh. a cow in his backyard? <laughs> I saw a sheep well, next door at one point. <laughs> it's very likely. <laughs> if they lived in a remote area. <laughs> the okay. other thing that kind of a little bit irritated me is he's a single dad. Mm-hmm. So he's solely responsible for his children. And when his children call on the cell phone, Amanda picks up the phone, he doesn't answer it. Like if that was like if Izzy calls me anytime, I'm picking I answer I, I would I, if she called me now, I'd I'd answer the phone. So the fact he didn't, I mean, I know it makes, you know, alludes to the fact that she thought he was with all these women. So I get why, but that I was just like, no, you're you're like the the one parent. Like if they're calling you, you pick up the phone. <laughs> Agreed. So I don't know why that just yeah. popped into my head relating to the cow in the yard. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, it feels like maybe you had some of the feelings I did about how does this affect those girls? Yes. Yeah, because when she shows up, like I don't know that I would have invited her in. Like, even if the girl said, yeah, come in, I would have been like, no. Or if I was Amanda, just maybe say I'm dropping this off and exit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were so taken with her. I know. She was like a Barbie doll, though. I mean, she was this glamorous, beautiful, you know, dressed up to the nines. You know, who wouldn't be if you were like a little girl, all sparkly? It was just heartbreaking to hear one of them say, we never have grown up women come here or something like that, and it, which I respect that choice completely. But it just it just I don't know. It was it was tender. And I 
did just I for the rest of the movie, I thought about how those girls were affected by this whole thing, regardless of what happened with Amanda and Graham. Yeah, I couldn't believe she had that dress. If you if I knew I was going to the English countryside for a couple of weeks, the last thing I would do is pack that dress in heels. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I definitely said she needed to wear more sensible shoes when yeah. she was making that. Uh, yeah. Where's Noelle's? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sensible shoes, the hysterical run from at the end from the cab back where she needs to take a break and yeah. breathe and then stops at the gate and opens the door. You know, I I did I did I did get a couple of chuckles out of that, but she must have been wearing better shoes. She got she got along much better that time. <laughs> She's wearing heels in that one too. I'm like, yeah. Oh. Well, she learned how to run in the snow in them. <laughs> well, I think that's a real Hollywood thing, right? They're always making females run in heels. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Let them yeah. have some we watch, shoes. We watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Izzy. Like, we find mm-hmm. trying to find family shows. And it's, like, pretty cool because there's some great lead women characters mm-hmm. in that show. Mm-hmm. But they're all in, like, these stacked heel boots, like, as they're going on a mission in deep space. I'm like, hmm. No, we don't need that footwear. Yeah. Let's not. <laughs> yeah. Give me a give me a nice comfortable pair of trainers or something. Right. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. But I did I did like how they didn't, you know, it just showed they didn't take the movie too seriously in that scene where she's running and has to stop. Yeah, you know, I did I did enjoy that cuz you know, that would be me <laughs> without the heels. <laughs> and my thought is close the damn gate, woman. That farmer's going to be pissed. <laughs> my mind often goes in weird places <laughs> but i actually think that comes from growing up in farm country <laughs> you mm-hmm. closed gates because mm-hmm. animals could get loose there was a reason for the enclosure that wasn't cosmetic or <laughs> privacy yeah does the movie meet the common tropes in the holiday rom-com. Hmm. So, Excellent. And I found these on Screen Rant. And they had one, two, ten. If I would actually look at the number I have written down. Instead of trying to count them. <laughs> but, so here's the, the ten most common tropes in holiday rom-com movies. According to Amanda Suarez in a 2021 article on Screen Rant. The main Excellent. character has a big city corporate job. Check. <laughs> Check. <them> do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a Christmas-themed business is about to go under. Mm-mm. Nope, nope. Bring on the Hallmark movies for that one, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a contest or festival for a small town. <laughs> no. there's the small town feel but there no is contest. yes yes a character has resentment at christmas yeah i i don't think it's specific necessarily against christmas but i mm-hmm. think there's some resentment going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and an escape from a normal christmas or a christmas in mm-hmm. their regular environs yeah mm-hmm. Two characters pretend they're dating. Hmm. No. Setting <laughs> setting is a small Midwestern town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie missed that one. <laughs> right. Oh. A character wakes up in an alternate life. I do love those types of movies, to be honest. The Midwestern town one. or the alternate life one? The alternate life ones. The, slide, <laughs> the sliding doors like type movie. I, I, do I love sliding doors. And oh, that's a, a great movie. People, have you seen it, Rebecca? Do that you want to guess? One <laughs> broke by the look on your face. I know. <laughs> no is correct. But I think that's a highly underrated movie. It's not a Christmas movie. It's not. That helps. <laughs> Well, it's not. It's more the the rom com that I Got tend to it. resist than the Christmas movie. The Christmas movie sells it for me more. <laughs> oh, okay. But if it transcends the genre in some way, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, but I think this movie kind of hits that right because they both go to they totally switch. different, yeah, different uh, 
lifestyles in their vacations. Um, couple is not compatible and sets up the love interest. I guess that's the opposite to track kind of thing. No, because they're all, I think they're two alike, right? Amanda and Graham are kind of alike. Not in the Graham's a hound dog kind of thing, but more in the avoidance of mm -hmm. relationship thing. But definitely Miles and Iris. Ooh, you made me think of something that I did not care for. It, I've said how much I liked Amanda's portrayal. I hated that she had this hang up that she was bad in bed because mm. of what that ex had said. That very much got under my <laughs> notice a theme <laughs> that that got very under my skin. That come on, that oh. that definitely is a comment that would stick with you if somebody said that to you. Absolutely, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I can't imagine. I really don't think that he was Amanda's only sexual partner ever. And my God, it's Cameron Diaz. <laughs> I, I, I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. That no, just no, no, that no, just okay. stuck in stuck in my head. There's only two more to go. Familial connection to Santa Claus. Again, oh. let's bring on the Hallmark movies for that one. <laughs> and the last one is there's a musical number or a carol. <laughs> and we do have a couple of musical numbers. Music. Yes. Yeah. Which, did they skip over? Oh, we had Christmas Eve. Well, Christmas they, Eve, they are all eating um, fettuccine. Like fettuccine. Fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah. But then we skipped over Christmas. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. It's true. Kind yeah. of odd for a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Amanda's house is not decorated at all for Christmas. <gasps> oh. Is it? No. It's not. Hmm. Is even is Iris is even Iris has say, a little, I, yeah. Doesn't she? I don't think so. I think it's just the cottage. Oh mm -hmm. watch it now. I just assumed. <laughs> I know. As many times as I've seen it, I'm like, I never really thought about that. Amanda's uh -uh. not decorated at all. I'm like hundred percent sure about that. Yes. And maybe we think Iris's is just because of the cozy fire mm -hmm. that's always burning. The snow capped yeah. roof. Right. Yes. Yeah. It looks like what you'd have in a Christmas village that decorated yes. your right. <laughs> counter. Right. Right. <laughs> but wow, now I'm like, I think I always assumed Iris's was decorated for Christmas. Yeah. I don't think so. Hmm. Graham's is, of course, because he's got the girls. The, the girls. girls, yes. And we never see where Miles lives. That's right. Oh, wait, I... wait. Yes, we do. Well, at least we see his studio, but we never see oh, anything else. Right, right. When they're doing the diddy. Scoodly doo. The scoodly doo. Do -do. <laughs> I did. I would like to make sure we touch on. We know we've talked about what Arthur did for Iris. I think mm. it is beautiful what Iris does for Arthur in next to no time. We see him in that first scene. We see him and he is heavily depending on a walker. And then Iris picks him up and he can't quite recognize how to get home. Mm -hmm. But by the time he's accepting this award, he dashes up the stage and has a lot more mental acuity. And I know a lot of this is fictional as well, but I do think there is a piece of realism in that, that when you have something to live for, you rally more than when you don't. And I just thought that was amazing that she had this idea of them going into the pool to help him with his walking and his balance and him, her, her moving the walker a little further so <laughs> that I could he have could she have done this in nine days? I don't think so. But <laughs> I he she brought him back into the world. I mean, he was having that Hanukkah party, so he had stuff going on. But we do see a drastic difference from the first time we see the Arthur in the movie to when he accepts the award, which was so touching to have all of those people celebrating him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's really demonstrating 
that need for some type of mental stimulation, right? Yes. And interaction mm-hmm. with other people and how key that is. 100%. We need our packs. Yes, we mm-hmm. do. Yep. Hmm. Well, you got anything else you want to talk about? I would be interested, Sam, if there was anything that given your your where you're from, <laughs> if there was anything that struck a funny chord with you at their portrayal of <laughs> of Surrey or if things seemed pretty spot on or I, I would just be I would just be interested in any of your thoughts about that. Um I think they did a pretty good job. I think, you know, at the beginning of the movie where they're, you know, it's Christmas and the fact that she has two weeks off, like that's not normal for here, just to have the ability to take two weeks off from work and do a home exchange. But in England, pretty much the country for the most part closes down for the holidays. It's, you know, very skeleton staff. So that, that kind of added some um, authenticity to her being able to just do that. And of course, Amanda had her own business, so she could just do that. Um, I appreciated Iris's reaction to the house when yes. she got hit, like running around and squealing. Because mm. I would, you know, it was this huge giant mansion. We we don't have that in England, um, or it's you know most people don't have that. So I just thought it was like her reaction was pretty on point. Um, I think most people would sort of squeal and react and jump on the bed and look at all the rooms. I wouldn't do that if I was if it was me. Um, but I think, I think they did a pretty good job. I think like the quaintness, the, you know, the bustling pub and everything being so close. And, um, I think they did a good job. Made me, you cool. know, makes me a little homesick. Oh, <laughs> cool. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Do you bring some of your English Christmas traditions into your Georgia uh, house? Um, <laughs> so I guess I don't know necessarily. I don't know if that traditions are just things that I do. Like we just, um, you know, some food things we have like, and Christmas crackers, you know, like the ones that you pull apart where now we didn't used to have, be able to get those here. Um, you know, church on Christmas Eve, but I don't know that it's, I think a lot of it crosses over or I've just been doing it so long. I kind of, they just, it all kind of morphs into, you know, mm-hmm. what was, what's British and what is just what I've done. (laughs) I remember my dad brought Christmas crackers one year and we did them and we're all like, uh, what was the purpose? (laughs) You got to wear the hat during dinner and look ridiculous and have a terrible toy. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of the, that's part of it too. Everyone's like, yeah, got this one last year. It's like, it's always the same in the the box. It's always the same. Like, but it's, I don't know, I've not, I've never had one without them. <laughs> Even like John and I will sometimes do a Mexican Christmas. We'll do Mexican food and we still mm-hmm. have Christmas crackers and wear the hats and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, there's just certain things that make a holiday. I remember the first, it wasn't a Christmas, it was Thanksgiving um, that I had away from the family. <laughs> they got all the food laid out and I'm putting my plate together. I was like, where's the rice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, rice this is thanksgiving i'm like uh we always have rice <laughs> yeah, we would yeah. do since you know um when since john and i've been together we would do like either a traditional thanksgiving meal which is kind of more similar to the british um christmas meal right and so and then or and then we do a mexican holiday uh, christmas mm-hmm. um so we, we kind of flip-flop so that we can have both um, holidays or you know kind of celebrated but this year we're going to go to Nikki's for Thanksgiving so we're going to have a Mexican Thanksgiving mm. and then we're going to do a more traditional sort of American slash British nice Christmas so it'll be fun nice. yeah cool. it'll be fun very nice that's awesome I'll make sure but you I do, I do miss John for me <laughs> I will I definitely miss Christmas in England because I used to go before John and I um, started dating. I would go back every year for Christmas for two weeks because it is glorious. Everybody's off, like either off work or just in, you know, low work mode. And it's just a fun, like everyone's just got a little, you know, cheer in the step and 
I do miss how British people do Christmas because here, you know, in America, it's obviously, you know, a lot of work mm. and not not many holidays. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most well, people vacations. Yeah, I mean, most people only get a couple days off. Yeah, for the holiday. I've never, I, I've never done that. I always, I've ever since I started working over here, I'm like, nope. Cannot do that. I need more vacation days. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. yeah like now that can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember my first job, I went and they were like, so you get five vacation days. I'm like, but like a quarter? Like, no. <laughs> I've always negotiated more vacation time. <laughs> nice. Nice. I don't think it would even occur to most people here in America to negotiate no. for more vacation time. <laughs> we're like, okay, yeah. And then we can earn more, right? As, like, well, as the longer we stay I here. <laughs> the next summer, so we <laughs> So that's got to get worked in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Okay, I don't think I have anything else about the movie. I like it. Well, yeah, of like course, it. there are elements that, as Rebecca pointed out, several of the elements <laughs> that make it kind of cringe a little bit. But, you know, it's it's a little bit, it's a feel-good kind of thing. I don't think it's supposed to be super deep right. or anything. It's not trying to stop somebody from committing suicide for the insurance money or anything like that. So right. I don't know if Rebecca understands that reference, but I know you will. So. <gasps> I think Ooh. I, I think I do. I'm a real Christmas movie novice, Sam. This is, this is wow. a real education for me. Interesting. That is the birth of this little series we're doing here with the Christmas movies. Because when Tori asked me which Christmas movies I, I knew, I was like, well, Frosty <laughs> the Snowman, <laughs> Peanuts Christmas. I mean, you know, these, oh these movies I'd watched as a child. And so oh. a lot of the classics, I have seen the one with the, you'll shoot your eye out uh, a christmas story i think yes. i've seen that but i am woefully undereducated in the christmas movie genre <laughs> oh you have some good ones to watch then that's exciting yes yes i think tori's picked a nice selection for me and like i said i was bemused by this and i mean there are rom-coms that i'm absolutely i go nuts at. so you mm -hmm. you chose well this was i i had some things i didn't care for but overall i was entertained and like i said bemused <laughs> <laughs> yeah i there was only one caveat that was that we have to have a hallmark movie <laughs> she's like how can i do a hallmark you, you look pained <laughs> i will say though the Hallmark movies this year have been very poor. I'm I'm oh. devastated. Like, so I I my bar for Hallmark movies is extraordinarily low. Like, I like to know what's gonna happen in the first five minutes so I can be comfortable watching them. But the decorations, the decor, I expect to be like a lot of Christmas stuff. And I've just been disappointed in the Hallmark movies this year. I'm wondering if maybe they should try not to put out like 30. <laughs> Right. Have you have you seen the Holderness, all the Hallmarks, every Hallmark movie clip? Where it's yeah. a, the Holderness family is a um I don't know YouTube family. They 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 oh. became big. You can cut this out if you don't. Want. They they became big during COVID doing these you know funny right. videos. I'll send it to you, but I'll send it to okay. you. You can because it's it's it nails. You might want to wait, Rebecca, till you've seen some. Um, it really does. <laughs> I'll watch it and then you can be done. It just nails the whole ridiculousness of what is the Hallmark, you know, churn and burn type movies. It's very funny. Nice. But you, yeah, the Hallmark has its place, but yeah. Well, either I think they're getting they're getting worse, or I'm getting you know more. I don't know, grumpy and older. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Some of the like, like the, the Hall of Fame ones, I think they spend a little bit more time on, which we're actually going to watch one of the Hall of Fame ones. And oh, nice. that's so there's a little bit more production value and things like yes. that. Um, and then they've got the the super factory produced yes. Christmas movies. Yes. I'm sparing you that this year. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's probably best to not include that in my introduction, right? I need to get a little more. Yeah, <laughs> next year I'll be like, my feet wet. Yeah, if I had done that, next year I'd be like, hey, let's do Christmas. You'd be like, no. <laughs> that was a one time deal. Yeah, yeah. But the Hallmark movies are good, they have their purpose. 
They do. I mean, obviously, they're, they've been doing this for how many years now? And oh. it's super popular. Their formula works. Yeah. They're yeah. just easy. They're not stressful. You can just yeah. relax. Yeah. And you know they're it's... always going to have a happy ending. Mm-hmm. So everything works out in the end. Well, I continue to enjoy the journey. <laughs> Get back with me in another four weeks. <laughs> I'm very, ex- I'm gonna, I'm very excited to see how this goes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this with us. Thank you are welcome. You. This was fun. Oh, good. So when we hit you up next year, <laughs> sure. Aww. I'll watch a Christmas movie for you. Yay. <laughs> twist, 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 twist my arm. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess the only thing left to do is say bye. Thanks for listening, bye. everybody. Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's probably a better ending. Merry that Christmas. is better. <laughs> she added that one. We went with our usual, but that was, we need to make sure that happens for all of them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wallowing in the Shallows is created and produced by the both of us. Edited by Mo. The soundtrack for the Wallowing in the Shallows Holiday Wallow is Christmas Tale by Amoxi. Available on Pixabay Music. You can send us feedback at witstvpod at gmail.com. That's W-I-T-S-T-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. Subscribe. And then subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Like and subscribe. <laughs>